0: And back to the, I don't know, podcast, I guess, thing where I talk to myself for about a half hour and um, have fun uploading it and playing with the audio technicals on my end. And maybe some one or two people out there listens to it and hopefully I don't sound too insane okay this one is a weird one and, and honestly i think the audio is going to be absolute shit because i've got an ac blasting in my right ear um but i can't turn that off because if i turn that off um i'll cook inside my own apartment because i am in the middle of the hottest days ever recorded I think, I can't even say it's the hottest day ever recorded because yesterday was the hottest day ever recorded and then before yesterday, the day before that was the hottest day ever recorded, I think we're on a streak of breaking the record. I think it's on for now to three days in a row the record's been broken, hottest day ever recorded. So, who knows, today might be the hottest day ever recorded. So, I can say I'm recording on the hottest day ever recorded but then tomorrow it might be the hottest day ever recorded. So, uh, things are just it's hot, I think is the, the gist of it. And if I turn off that AC it's not gonna get cold in here again. I mean it's not even cold in here now, I think I'm it's uh, twenty five degrees Celsius with two air conditioners running in my seven hundred square foot uh little uh dungeon of uh concrete uh coffin that I call an apartment. So you know, kudos. We are Living in the end so this is a weird one um and it's something that it's hard it's hard to articulate it's hard to, hard to hard to hard to discuss but try to bear with me on it because it's kind of it's also interesting it's weird um i had and it's it's related to that hottest day ever recorded so that's, I guess, maybe the heat. Maybe it's all the the, the wildfire smoke in, in my region. Uh, in Canada here, maybe it's the record-breaking wildfires. Maybe it's the fact that every season we seem to break new records in terms of extreme weather. But I just had this realization that we're not waiting for collapse, like collapse of society or collapse of of you know an apocalypse we're living in one we are actively living through the apocalypse through the collapse that we make movies about that we talk about that um religious books talk about that you know the street preachers and is here you know scream about it's a it is we're not even the end is here we're in it we're living in the end it's just we don't realize it because we live on a human time scale and this is the end on on sort of a geologic is almost too long but just on a, on a nature time scale which is much it's a bit longer than a human time scale but we're watching it just wind down and we're living in the end and it's scary It's like being alive on it's like it's like we're a parasite on a dying whale you know we're not going to be aware of the whales dying but we are going to sort of realize that we're sinking deeper and deeper into the ocean or something like that it's it's it was sort of a in religious terms they call it a revelation um epiphany i don't know it was just like one of those things that just sort of hit me was like holy shit this is it like we've talked about walking on a knife edge we've fallen over the cliff we're really not we're past the point of no return but the thing is or, or the problem is that it is on a, on a longer time scale so it's hard for us to conceptualize as humans, I think, in that we're basically on that hundred year downswing of, of our own species um, and we're just going to watch things get worse and worse and worse. And we're just at that like peak of that hundred years. So um, it doesn't feel that way, right? It feels like maybe it could still get back to normal or, or better or things we just adjust to this this new normal this gradually new normal i think in the last episode i talked about boiled frogs where like the temperature slowly rises and you just kind of rise with it and then at the end you're just kind of boiled alive and you don't realize it but that's literally what we're in um on a environmental scale not even honest like throwing aside society and throwing aside government and throwing aside um all the other things that are just coming down on us, like globally, we're just sleepwalking, we're, we're a corpse, we're a dead species that hasn't realized it. We're extinct, we're extinct. And it's it's one of those things that's that's hard to grasp. And it, that also kind of doesn't matter because it's no different than like, like I always knew like I've always been aware, or I should say always, but my own mortality is something that I've I've come to terms with um, over the years. I mean, I'm not that old, and I'm not sick, and I'm actually pretty healthy. But I'm I don't know. I'm one of those people that likes to sort of meditate and think on things and and contemplate. And one of the things I've always kind of contemplated is. Uh, the end of it all uh, of it all being appear me uh, you know death religion afterlife and i'm not religious i don't believe in an afterlife this is all we get and then when we die it's just like going to sleep and not waking up I'm not even like going to sleep it's like it's just like um it's it's like we stop existing like all that time before i was born and then all the time after i die You know, it's the same thing. It's that same window. It's like if you've ever been under extreme anesthetic where you lose just they bring you to that extreme anesthetic where like you're you're put under like a a full on operation or something. They basically bring you as close to death as they can get you without killing you. Um, And that's why anesthesia is so dangerous. But one of the things your brain loses, is not like sleep, because when you're asleep, your brain is still aware of time. You know, it's still processing. It's still active. Your brain is quite active when you're asleep. If anything, it's more active when you're asleep. But under anesthetic, you know, it's like that flat, like the signal stops or gets as close to stopping as it can get. Like your heart still beats and you're still breathing, but that's about it. Um, and you, it's not processing time, and it's quite, quite um, jarring. At least it was for me to wake up from that uh it feels like you time traveled almost or it feels like you're coming out of uh like you're coming back from the dead it's quite like it actually shook me waking up from my anesthetic the one time I've, I've been put under it was just it took it took a couple of weeks for me to like get back on my feet from that i mean and the surgery wasn't too great either but I honestly think that that anesthetic really kind of messed with my head because it was like dying and coming back from the dead and just knowing what death feels like kind of intimately like that like it's just not existing it's 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 very hard to put words to but anyway so that's what i think death is um and i obviously know i'm going to die uh, i'm a human and at some point something's gonna get me old age cancer accident could come today could come in 50 years but i've been aware that i'm gonna die you know so knowing that the species is gonna die shouldn't change anything it shouldn't matter right but it felt different it felt like that it rattled me like that like that like coming out of anesthetic like knowing that Almost on the same time scale that I have left, 50 to 100 years, I mean, not 100 for me, but over the next 100 years, we're just going to sort of wither away on a planet that's shucking us off in a a global fever, you know, that can't support life anymore, that can't support human life anymore, at least. And that's the thing, and we're very um, anthropocentric when we talk about collapse and the death of the planet, the planet is not dying. The planet is still going to be here. Uh, the sun's still going to keep burning and there will still be life. It just won't be human life. Something else will evolve eventually. I'm sure. And something else will come up and maybe there'll be intelligence again in another hundred million, 200 million years as the planet sort of comes back to normal and recovers from this um, human induced apocalyptic event like we're an extinction level event like this is a major extinction event um and i guess that's what's different is like we're not just taking ourselves with us we're taking like a lot a huge chunk of the species on earth with us too like we are an extinction level event uh and that extinction includes us and it's quite it's quite a thing to just feel that or or to know that as i wind down in my life over the next 50 to 100 years i'm going to be winding down at the same time as everyone else who's ever existed like humanity is going to be winding down and it's going to be chaotic jeez it's going to be chaotic things are going to be real bad and it kind of sucks i mean So on the one hand, it's nice, you know, I'm not going to have kids. I don't have kids. Um, it's almost, I don't know, maybe it's, it's egotistical, but it's almost like, you know, I'm going and you're all coming with me, you know, (laughs) like, like it is nice to know that I won't be dying alone. Um. And everyone in my generation will be will be like that sort of first generation that as we start to die out, everyone else is dying out, too. So, you know, we're like the first of the last. But on the other hand, it's going to suck because as we get older and more um, invalid, you know, more uh, weaker. It's going to be times where the stronger are going to be the ones surviving because things are going to get tougher and tougher and tougher you know, we're going to see rises and famines. Uh, we're going to see rises in extreme weather. Like like I said, hottest day ever recorded so far. And that's what I'm living in. Like, yesterday was the hottest day ever recorded. But today might beat that. It's July uh, 7th today, 2023. And... I'm sure my audio is absolute garbage from that AC, but like I said, without that, I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't be sitting, I I mean, I'd be sitting here, but i would be dripping. My camera would probably be like, what is it at? Yeah, it would probably be, uh, ah, it'd be fine, but it's just it's crazy. It's one of those things that hits you. It's hard to think. It's hard to think of it. I don't know how to, I don't even know what my point is other than like, we're in the end. Like, this is it. So maybe, and how did it make me feel? Like, how did I feel? So there's this movie, one of my favorite movies. And I think, um, it's not like it's an obscure movie, children of men. Um, It's a great movie. I'm sure anyone listening has probably heard of it or seen it. And if you haven't, you should go out and watch it. But um, basically the premise is it's, you know, a couple years into the future and no new humans are being born. Like humanity's lost the ability to reproduce. Um, And it's, you know, it's not an apocalypse movie, but it is. Uh, it's kind of a redemptive movie. It's a good story. I don't want to give it away, but basically, like humanity has lost the ability to have babies. Um, the oldest, like the youngest human, I'm sorry, yeah, the youngest human on Earth is like 20 years old, and there's no one else born in the last 20 years. So humanity's kind of just limping along. Everyone's kind of just in this cynical or or shell shocked almost state of you know, knowing that the species is dead and and what's the point of it all. And people are still going to work and people are still, you know, having their morning coffee and, and people are still fighting out their petty squabbles and terrorists and, and idealists and religions and everything else. People that's still going on. If anything, it's ramped up, um, you know. But it's that weird feeling of like, yeah, what does it feel like? Like we all know we're going to die, but I don't know, knowing that you're going to die, but like that is, you know, that something will go on and that whether you have kids or not, like you leave a legacy, right? Like, yeah, I don't have kids, but I do have family. I have a nephew. I have friends. I have, and my friends will have kids and um, I have my, my media empire of <laughs> um, of shit that no one listens to but like shit that's out there in the world that you know people could stumble across in if we were going to survive people could stumble across in you know 100 years 200 years from now someone could be opening a dusty library or or come across a, an internet archive and come across my voice And that's kind of cool to think about, but it was cool to think about, like leaving some kind of legacy that, not that I would would be there, but it, it kind of makes you feel better. You know, it kind of makes you feel like, yeah, I'm dead, but I'm not really gone. But if there's no one there to witness your legacy, you are. And I think that's what it is, is it's like when I die, I'm gone. all of us are just gone because it's over you know there will be no humans to to dig up our bones there will be no future kids scrolling on the future internet to come across our old blog posts and laugh at their ancestors like When we die, it's all dying with us. And it's, it feels somehow more final than just dying, you know? So that... really felt like in the religious sense the religious word is is revelation the religious word is also epiphany it was just that sort of sensation of holy shit this is it and coming to terms with that And i think i think i have come to terms with it in the same way the stoics come to terms with mortality you know it's like accept that you're going to die and in that knowledge try to savor what every moment is you know but instead of savoring every moment like on a personal level of you know enjoying waking up or enjoying a hard day's work or enjoying uh, accomplishments also try to enjoy on a global level like i wish i had known that the last winter i had was the coldest winter i was ever going to have you know that every winter after that's going to be warmer than the last and i would have enjoyed the one previous you know so going forward i'm going to be cognizant of that every snowfall might be the last snowfall that i see you know and not that i see because i'm going to die but that i see because there just might not be snow if after you know the winter might go away and it might just become an extended fall of just rain in my region you know yeah maybe i could travel and see snow on the mountains or, or further up north but even then that's going to slowly go away too. So, you know, I try to take, try to take, um, take everything in knowing that it might be the last time. And it not even might be that there's a, a decent chance that it's the last time you're going to be taking it in, you know? So when I was a teenager, um, when I was 18, so that's more than 10 years ago, I had the opportunity to, uh, I was in Australia and I snorkeled the Great Barrier Reef and, and got to swim on the Great Barrier Reef and I touched the Great Barrier Reef and it was alive. There was life. And seeing pictures of it from last year or two years ago, it's dead. It's gone. Like the sections I was on are gone. They're bleached. They're white. They're lifeless. So knowing, had I known that when I was there, there was no opportunity to come back, you know, maybe I would have tried to, I mean, I enjoyed it, I loved it, it was great, but it would have felt even greater, or or I would have treasured it even more, uh, knowing that it was the last moment. So try to take every moment, all those little moments when you experience those things and, and treasure them extra special, knowing that they might be the last, like every snowfall, every cold day, every gentle rain, you know, treasure it because it might be the last. Watching the seasons even, you know, watching the leaves change and and having seasons. If you live in a region that's had seasons historically try to enjoy it because seasons are going to become a thing of the past and we're just going to go into these like extended uh wet season dry season kind of things that you know other areas of the world have had but it's just going to become the whole world you know so that's sort of my my revelation is that like i really gotta 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 be more mindful and gotta be more more appreciative of these moments because they're the last moments we've got for a lot of things even even when you're shopping for groceries appreciate like the prices are high but they're not as high as they're gonna be you know when you see that grocery bill and you're like damn that's the most i've ever paid well it's the least you've paid going forward you know because the next bill is going to be more and more more and more and um, food like certain things like even 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 certain seafoods like if you're eating sushi or or you're having alaskan king crab just savor it because who knows the next time you will have it because those things are just dying out you know meat it's gonna slowly come, get a reach for a lot of us. And in the West, you know, in, in, especially where I live, we're gonna be sheltered for a while from a lot of it. We're gonna be able to sort of limp along and pretend things are normal. Um, but in the global South, in the less developed regions, there's already feeling it. Like you wanna say, I wanna say collapse is already here like for them even you know more so they're just 10 years in the future they're where we're gonna be like take take a look I look look at the climate, the climate refugees look at the look at all the migration crisis and look at the the you know look at these people in the developing world and just realize that you're looking into the future and for those people you know maybe keep an eye on them if you want to know what the future is gonna look like just just watch what they're going through so I have some empathy and some some pity on them because you know it's gonna be us no one's coming to save us the rich assholes out there they, they fucked us and that's that's one thing I want to make clear is I don't I don't blame us I don't blame the normal everyday workaday humans for this. This isn't our fault. This is the fault of greedy governments, greedy corporations, those sick, corrupted 1% of people, maybe it's 10%. I think it's it's between 1 and 10% of people that have that desire for power and control and and greed and dominance. And those people are the ones that have marched us off this cliff in their constant uh, push for more, 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 more power, more control, more money. And they're the ones that have brought us here. You know, we could all stop. We could all stop today. And I say we, I mean, like that middle class, the, the 99%. If we all stopped, you know, the planet's still going to die. We can't stop it from dying. They will march us off that cliff regardless. Like we can all stop going to work tomorrow. We can all sh- shut it down. Might last a week. Before they're marching us back to work, before they're kicking us to the streets and forcing us to get back out there and consume, consume, consume. Because if we stop consuming, their whole system shuts down. Um, if we stop living the way that we've been living, they lose their power. You know, if we start forming small communities of like-minded people that that support one another. And that survive off one another, and that are self-sustainable. That doesn't line their pockets, and they will push those down. They would, they will crush those. We can try, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna save us. And not even gonna save us if we fight back against them. You know, we can fight back and we can die, but it's sort of like we're past that. It's. And that's that's the epiphany i've had maybe it's giving up maybe it's not giving up i don't know but it's like yeah i can go start my, my little commune in the forest and it might go well and you know me my family we could live off the land and and live free and and I mean, i'm still gonna try that and i'm still gonna do that because that's how i want to live but that's not gonna save us if we all did that it still wouldn't save us And if they all let us do that it still wouldn't save us because they're still pumping out their co2 and because we've already like we've already passed the tipping points that we're already in feedback loops that's the thing we could stop carbon emissions tomorrow today and it's too late like the planet's already got to that point where it's too hot the forests are gone we've plowed them under for for farmland and those carbon sinks aren't coming back we've burned up the forests in the name of green energy turning them into wood chippings that's crazy there are power plants in europe that are called green because they there are renewable power because instead of gas and oil they burn wood they carve up forests to burn for electricity and they call it green you know but all that's just going to be going it's happened it's already too late the biodiversity has gone recovery isn't going to come and it's not going to come fast enough to save us and we're in that carbon feedback loop where it's it's just it's too late like we don't know what we're going through like this is unexplored territory and we're breaking records and we're we're witnessing things that scientists thought would never happen or that wouldn't happen for another 50 years because we're in uncharted territory like this is stuff that that is only going to get worse and we could all stop tomorrow And it it would just be us all sitting on the sidelines watching as the planet burns instead of helping it along, you know? It's still burning. There's no... We can try fighting the fire. Like, short of the only shred, if you want to have any hope, if I want to end this on a hopeful note, the only shred of hope and i know this is this is our fatal flaws as species is that we always cling to hope and and it always ends up killing us but the one shred of hope we have is maybe some technological revolution comes along and is able to suck carbon out of the air and and we can we can cool the planet and go back down but we're at that like we've passed that 1.5 they talk about 1.5 degrees global average rise in global average we're at 1.7 like we're past. it's done it's done we're gonna see a blue ocean event in the coming years where there's no sea ice you know and when that happens that's the thing is like the receding sea ice makes instead of it's not about the ice it's about the water right so now instead of a nice white cap that covers a good chunk of the planet reflecting sunlight, you have a dark ocean absorbing it, right? Which adds, makes warmer currents. And now those warmer currents come down south, which make warmer temperatures, which have us turn on air conditioners, which in a lot of the world fires up power plants that are pumping more emissions into the air. And that's a little feedback loop. And even if those emissions were green, you know, doesn't change the fact that the ocean's still absorbing the heat with the polar the ice caps are gone and now you have a forest fire that burns down a forest that's a carbon sink and melts the permafrost and releases the methane that was trapped there for millennia and heats the earth even more which melts another forest or melts another ice cap and glacier and it all just we're like like we're falling down the stairs and we can try to grab a railing but but there's no stopping it. So the only like sliver of hope we might want to latch onto, or the only thing I can end on that could maybe, I don't know, not be like a total downer. And this is supposed to be a downer. This is trying to approach this with like a stoic mindset of, of just being aware that we're in the end and it's over and try to like love hard and try to hold on to the, to what you have and, and, and appreciate what you have. Truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate uh, a, a nice sunrise and a cool morning and a, and a snowfall and, uh, and a gentle breeze and, and seeing nature and, and seeing endangered animals and, and hugging your, your loved ones. Like, appreciate it and hold on to that because boy, oh boy, that's going to have to be in your mind to get you through the shit that's coming but if you want to cling to hope maybe some smart people smart person will invent some carbon capture device that is able to just reverse this and get us back down to where we were 30 years ago 40 years ago but and I know people are working on it, so there's always the hope that that happens. Maybe we hit um, fusion energy and and are able to make yeah, with fusion energy have the massive power stores on hand that are needed to run these carbon capture and desalination and whatever and and we can we can figure it out. So maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance, but it comes back to another part of the collapse. It's isn't just environmental. It would work if we were all working together, you know, if we were all rowing the same direction, but we're not. We're still fucking killing each other. We're still fighting in wars, Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan. Uh, you know everybody wants to start a war. United States is looking like they're just like out there like like a shark circling like well, where's my chance to just strike? you know And that's the thing is as these economies slow down, as we struggle through the collapse as we as, as jobs start to dry up and as, as migration starts to peak, governments have this one tool that they've always had when you have a, a bunch of rowdy, you know, have a generation of rowdy um, men, unemployed men who are causing trouble, who are threatening to overthrow you and, and are getting angry that society sucks and the world sucks and we want change and we want change. These people in power always have that one little tool. It's called a world war where they just, hey, guys, you know, don't kill us. Go kill each other. And they start a nice little conflict. And, and send all those rowdy young people off that were threatening to overthrow the system they just send them off to die and and you know it's a judo move you take that energy and you you dodge the, you know go over there and, and direct it to you know kill some foreigners so that's that that's just it shit I said I was going to end on a hopeful note and here I am talking about World War III. Um no don't worry a billionaire is going to come along and, and pull us out of this mess trust the rich they'll save us they always have fuck alright well <sighs> that's it I think for this one it's me talking to myself about my revelation um quite fascinating i don't know i liked it i i just wanted to to get it off my chest it's something that's over the past couple weeks just uh been living through but yeah try to enjoy it realize none of it matters and just i don't know you can't stop the wave you might as well ride it so fucking let's all just surf to the end Have a great time. Hug the people you love. Like hug them, really hug them, really feel it, feel the love, and just fall into that. Fall into to your small form. Your small communities, honestly, like find your friends, find your tribe, and just just love them, and just 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 do what you can with the people around you, and and try to try to harden that up and, and keep together and get through what's coming and, and enjoy it have some fun Till next time all right